0: News Talks Executive Chair. Thanks to SkillNet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. And I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair this week, uh, Paul Candon. He's the CEO of United Hardware. He's also a non executive chairman of Esmark Finch. Paul, you're very welcome to the programme. Um, it all started in Cork, but you moved to Dublin aged four. Uh, Grew up in Ratfarnham where you still live all those Mm -hmm. years later. Uh, Tell us about your early years. Ah, oh,
1: Bobby, thanks for having me on. Yeah, early years, grew up in Ratfarnham. Um My mum's a, a staunch Cork woman and, uh, you know, really became a, a, a dub, I suppose, in the early years. I uh, went to school in Rathfarnham National School first, then I went to Turner College, a lot of rugby, yeah. less less study and uh, enjoyed my years there immensely
0: and uh, then started in, in retail. That was my first career. Uh, The first job, I believe, was in H. Williams, again, a, a brand I remember well. You migrated into Roach's stores then and I think uh, you became a a trainee manager there. You you went to DIT and did HR. Was that at the same time as that or after that? No, the same time. I mean, I started as a trainee
1: manager and did a number of years in store operations, working my way from trainee to department manager, then to get my own store. And Roach's was a fantastic learning environment for a retailer. You know, they had wonderful disciplines and, and the old values of the customer is always right and you know mind your costs and take care of your margin the things you'll be aware of from, from your background yeah. but uh, yeah well, there was a wonderful uh, HR director who kind of took me under his wing and uh, he said look Paul you really got to go back to college you've got plenty of potential you've got loads of drive and uh, I did the slog at night and yeah. I worked my way through DIT and got my degrees and, and, and it really helped me it kind of opened my mind up so the combination was great to have the work experience and the college. But of course I missed that kind of, you know, experience a lot of my friends had. They were off enjoying themselves in Trinity and U C D and so on and I was slogging away.
0: Well you know what? It it, it shows It shows ambition, it shows drive and as you say, as you reflect on it, it was certainly the right thing to do. Uh, When I met you first you were in uh, Statoil Topaz Mm -hmm. and you had a number of years there in in four court retailing Tell us a little bit about that
1: Yeah, I I left Roaches and uh, I joined Statoil when they had a really ambitious plan to to bring the stations back from licensees to build a company operated network and uh, in the very early stages we were we started to do that and scale the number of service stations we were we were operating. So I joined in to take up the HR role because they, you know, needed to recruit heavily and put training programs and investment. But my retail experience really kicked in and I started to progress into other areas uh, and influence, you know, other parts of, of of that business as we expanded. But obviously the key thing then was like oil margins or fuel margins were getting tighter. So we started to focus on the shops and on coffee as well, you know. and uh, sandwiches and then it expanded rapidly to what you see today which is like full dining and the likes of Circle K which is formerly Topaz and Apple Green and the strength that they offer to customers
0: now. Very different business and again, as I say, you were there for those fairly exciting years because there was a lot of change happening in that marketplace. Yeah,
1: like Statoil decided to pull out of Ireland and um, it was sold to a private equity um, backed company And, and really then we couldn't use the brand, the Statoil brand. And the private equity company had also bought Shell in Ireland. So now the two were brought together and I was very involved in merging Shell and Statoil and sitting around the table to create the Topaz brand. And and that was really exciting. Yeah. It was like literally, you know, you're there where a, a big national brand is being created with heavy commitments to investment
0: behind it and rolling that out. Yeah, yeah. So it was wonderful times. Well, tell us then about the move to uh, McCabe's Pharmacy Group because you would have brought your <coughs> experience in retail mm. with four courts with brands as you say like Topaz mm-hmm. to a, I suppose a family business yep. you know that had a number of retail uh, pharmacies Sure um,
1: well I, I had done quite a number of years with, with the, the four court, uh convenience business and I felt that we were on the verge of selling then to, to Coostart and I thought that it was a good opportunity to come out of the business and look at doing something else it also kind of held a number of different executive roles haven't gone through HR and managed property, IT, category management, marketing, sales, sales, yeah. and so I had a good round of experience. Probably the only area I didn't do was finance, yeah. and, and thankfully because I wouldn't be I uh, I wouldn't be up to that. But um, I, I then felt that it was it was time to maybe put all that together and take responsibility for a business. So um, Sharon McCabe, who is a great operator with with the McCabe family, and offered me the role to, to run their business business and uh, I did that for a number of years and it was a really good opportunity to, you know, bring more retail disciplines to that business. Also to understand how pharmacies work as well and yeah. the, and the nature of patient care versus, you know, customer service and so on because it's a step beyond customer service, patient care. The regulation as well that goes with pharmacies and so on. So a really good
0: experience. Now we'll come to United Hardware in a second, but before mm. that, uh, the CEO of Bunzel again, mm. uh, large packaging. Uh, I knew them well in my early days from buying cups off them and all that. Absolutely. Uh, So, how was that? Was that a, because that was, I suppose, uh, a wholesale business primarily, that must have been slightly different for you.
1: Yeah, that was the first step um, from, from a retail to wholesale. But, I mean, the, the disciplines are the same. You've got, like, to deal with service, customers, products, supply chain issues, margins, yeah. sales, yeah. and so on. You know, Bunzel's a fantastic business. I mean, a global PLC with sort of 10 billion turnover. Um, And, and operating in Ireland, you know, you had a lot of customers from the Dunn stores to yourself and uh, you know, Insomnia and yeah. lots of others. And, you know, we would have loved to have done more business with you Bobby but uh, they're the challenges and uh, yeah a business then that um, you know really had reach but then the, the, the pandemic hit and, and it kind of you know certainly put a, put a dint in it because and I see lots
0: of change again in that sector yeah. with legislation now on takeout cups absolutely, and stuff absolutely yeah. those kind of mm-hmm. left to field things can be a big influencer on, a, yeah. on the success or failure of a business can't they yeah huge they? because I mean yeah.
1: you know Bunzel you know coffee cups were were a big part of, of the business and, you know, thousands and thousands being sold every week and, and that. And now the legislation is going to change to single use and so on. You know, now it's right, the right thing to do for the environment, for sure. So, you know, parts of Bunzel is going to have to reinvent itself. Yeah, But it's got real mm. scale, like it's in other areas like, you know, hygiene systems and all of those type of th- sure. things. Healthcare as well is big.
0: Now I want to to hear about United uh, Hardware. Your current role, you're the CEO there. Mm-hmm. Maybe explain how the business works first, Paul. I wasn't quite aware of the, you know, the length and breadth of this business. Mm-hmm. You've got annual sales through a buying group exceeding over 500 million. Yeah. Uh, this is a big business.
1: Oh, no, United Hardware, Hardware is a serious business. Um, yeah, I was a non-executive chairman there for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, then the, the, the board asked me to take up the CEO role. And uh, that, that was interesting. It was quite a challenging decision actually to make, you know. Um, but but uh, one that I felt, I felt it was a business I could really move forward. So, you know, I made a hard decision to, to leave Bunzel, which I was really enjoying the role there and uh, and take up the CEO role in United Hardware. So United Hardware has about 140 members um, throughout Ireland, about 50 years in operation. And it's a buying group for builders, merchants, for construction material, DIY household product, homewares, so a big array of products. And we operate from a, a large purpose-built facility in City West uh, and we import a, a very significant amount of product about uh, both heavy and light hardware, everything from garden furniture, barbecues, right up to okay. your membranes for roofing and so and, on.
0: And w- many listeners would know the Home Value Retail brand, yeah, which is yeah, effectively yeah. the... the the emblem of the Buying Group—that's that, right. That you use that symbol. We, we we use that the Home Value
1: brand, and one of our our, our challenges to, is to really strengthen that now over the next few years. United Hardware has has come about. It was a joint venture of, of two Buying Groups, Associated Hardware and National Hardware. Okay. They came together in two thousand and eight when the when the the economy crashed to survive effectively. Yeah. And uh, United Hardware was put in place as a joint venture. So um, I'm I'm working through a corporate restructuring now to bring that to one entity okay, and uh, you know we we, we have to do that in the second half of the year but we have unbelievably good um, members you know really what you have a second and third generation merchants DIY stores throughout the country you know 100% Irish in the community providing good jobs to to, to people and what what you have is the real what I find is real expertise uh, in, in these businesses you know if you want to know how to do something a project or something you know, into them they have the products, but they have the know-how as well. Yeah. So that's the thing. Not only that, approach is that, DIY with yeah, caution. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> I, I always say that, but I'm learning a lot about it. But they're dealing with the tradespeople on one side every day. They're dealing with the the builders. They're dealing with all of that side of, and then they're dealing with domestic customers as well, and helping them whether it be paint or small jobs or whatever garden uh, gardening. I was with one of our members yesterday uh, on Lynch in Portumna, and uh, you know, a fantastic operation. It happened to be a beautiful day, so Port Tumland is a lovely place to be visiting and so on. But just to see, you know, Owen's there dealing with his customers, his staff on the floor. The minute I entered the store, they were all over me. You know, that level of service, yeah. that level of care, and, and the products and range and the layout of the store. These family businesses, they're,
0: they're a treasure to work with. Okay. And, and uh, I'm proud of them. Just, um, uh, and we're running a little short on time, but just, I suppose you've got the the perfect storm of challenges at the moment, the costs of building materials, supply chain disruption and then maybe a shortage on talent. How are you dealing with all that?
1: Yeah, it's challenging, Bobby. Um, I mean, like, look, I mean, it's 77 years since we've had a, a major land war in Europe involving Russia. We've had 39 years since we've had inflation at this sort of level, heading towards double digit. Um, we, we definitely have double digit in our sector. Yeah. And, uh, you know, two years, uh, you know, since the global pandemic. So, I mean, yet the coalface managing through this has been challenging. I mean, I joined in, in you know, full time in this business in the middle of the the lockdown uh, with massive supply chain issues, with all sorts of, you know, uh, difficulties in terms of operating in the pandemic. And, and uh, you know, we didn't see the kind of inflation pressure in the first year, year and a half. Then it started, you know, in terms of a global shortage. Everybody was doing projects. Everybody was working in their house all over the world. So there was During opportunity the in sales. There was there was a really the frustration around supply. Yeah, supply issues. Yeah. I mean, paint was a, was a commodity. Paint ran short and so on and uh, has only kind of recently recovered okay. from the pandemic. But now we're seeing major inflation in construction materials. So we're looking at 13 to 20% But timber, steel, insulation, panel board, they're all up at 60 to 100% increases. So the knock-on effect is pretty serious okay. now into construction.
0: Well, we want to end on a positive note. It's mm-hmm. a big day with Leinster today. I know you're a rugby man. Yeah. Uh, have any... Have, have Tyrone? any interest in, in, in today's proceedings oh, in for Marseille? Sure.
1: For sure they have I'm a, a, a true and true Tyrone rugby uh, supporter and Leinster supporter and um, you know we'll be watching it in the club today but uh, it's been a great season for Tyrone, yeah. getting to the AIL final for the first time and uh, look I'm sorry I'm not over in Marseille today <laughs> I just couldn't make it it's my dad's birthday so we have a celebration for him this evening uh, but it's going to be a great day
0: Alright Paul well it's great to talk you. Great to catch up with you. Uh, Paul Candon, there, CEO of United Hardware. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Bobby. Great. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to SkillNet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling.